Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead. I am so excited, as always, to be talking about <laughs> what we're talking about today. So, Mike and Alicia, you guys are back with me, and we're talking about the Marvels. So, the first thing I want to talk about with this is what did you think with the, the promotion, the leading up to it, what were your thoughts going in to the theater? Uh, I was... I would say that I think that the marketing for this film was a little lackluster. Like okay. I only saw like the original trailer and I know they made some additional trailers, but like, you know, I don't know if it's just cause we stream cable these days and there's not a lot of um, publicity like there used to be. It just didn't seem, I don't know if you guys felt like that, but like, I just didn't feel like there was a lot of marketing, but going into the film, I didn't know really what to expect as a hardcore Marvel fan watching everything, you know, seeing this Marvel, seeing, WandaVision, knowing Monica was going to be in there, knowing that Miss Marvel was going to be in there. You know, I was excited to see, you know, a team movie again. So really that was my only expectation. Alicia, did you feel the same way or about the marketing or? Yeah, I really didn't feel like we knew a lot going in, which is okay. Cause I feel like when you go in with expectations, not really like know awesome. anything. Yeah. You don't Jordan really have much of an Jordan's been on that for a while now, but like going in with no expectations, I think that's a good thing. Maybe yeah. that's their, maybe that was their strategy. What do you think, Jordan? I walked in with very minimal expectations, except for the fact that I was going to enjoy seeing Kamala Khan. Yeah. Um, I, I told you guys from the very beginning that I think that Miss Marvel is going to steal the show, um, which I think she did. And I that was kind of my big expectation. I didn't really expect a lot from Monica. Um, I was like, but she did great too. She did phenomenal. And just to see, like, okay. I'm not a big Captain Marvel fan and I, it's no secret here. Like I don't, I don't hide that. That's not something that we go in and say, Oh, Hey, like that's surprising news. Like, no, it's, it's kind of like my, my hatred of age of Ultron over the years it's lessened, (laughs) but I, there's no surprise to that. And so with that being said, I walked in ready to watch the Marvels, not Captain Marvel two, And I think that, I was very pleasantly surprised with with the direction they went, but like you said, there wasn't a lot of marketing um, from from a toy person perspective. Like cause I, Lego typically releases something that you you'll you'll catch um, because they have concept designs and they have certain builds and things like that. So I knew a few things going in, like that there were going to be a lot of flurkins, um, and so I was like, what okay, the how are they? I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but with that. I just I, I knew that they were going to add a few more flurkins into the mix and I was waiting for it. And then there's that big reveal moment. And I was like, oh, it's so great. Like for people who didn't know that there were going to be a lot of them, it probably took them off guard. But because they released certain hints and toys, I saw it coming a mile away. Well, and I if was you like, just watch the movies of the series. We've only seen Goose up to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and you've only seen him once. Right. You've not seen him multiple times. He's He's been out there with with captain marvel let's let's real quick let's side tangent on goose for a second what do you think about goose as a like side character pet i liked it i thought it was cool that like he was floating around in space with captain marvel but i'm sure alicia who loves cats we both love cats but she loves loves her kitty cats i love cats i you know what's funny is as a as a child growing up i always had dogs never thought i would like cats because my my father has a strong distaste for them. Um, 
but we decided to get cats shortly after we got married. And I'm like, now I want all the cats. I want all the flurkin. Like, just give me all the flurkin. Um, Your next cat will be named Goose. But hey, maybe, listen, maybe. We, we've, talked <laughs> we've talked about it. We've talked about it. No, but it's just, it. it's such a fun thing to throw in there. Um, and then add the fact that it's not really a cat, it's a flurkin. And they have like octopus-like Tentacles. skills. Tentacles. There's like a whole dimension in their belly. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's like, just, it I, can hold I the tesseract. That. You can, you can have it eat a bunch of people. Like yeah. it's, and not kill them. Like that's yeah. like, it's, it's like a Sarlacc pit without killing people. Like that's pretty sweet. I know for me, I just, I loved the scene where goose got on her shoulder and like they were flying in space. Like it could just breathe with her. Like yep. there's vacuum or spaces of vacuum. There's yeah. no, there's no air. And like they just did, and I was like, it felt very comic booky, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, like my my realistic expectations are out the door. I feel that the MCU thrived so hard on the fact that, like early days, especially starting with Iron Man, um, very realistic. Like they retold the original story of how he got his Iron Man armor, but instead of doing Vietnam War, they did with Iraq. And I was like, okay, you're you're doing a modern retelling. Like, that's really cool. But then everything was so grounded from Captain America. Thor even felt grounded to some degree. Um, well, and so, like, they're... Part of it was on Earth. Yeah. And so, like, very, very grounded in, in some of their storytelling for the first three phases. And, like, the Guardians, I think, is the one that really kind of broke that mold um, from, like, leaving the grounded area. And then now we're starting to see superpowers and we're starting to see, like not everything works with the laws of physics and not everything works the way that we think it should. Um, and I, I just, I love those ideas. I love the way that they handle some of the the ideas with it. Um, that's just my thought. I think that, that like having him be able to breathe out in space and him be able to like just walk around and do and like, everybody loves goose and like mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Fury just like cuddling up with goose. I'm like, dude, last time you were with goose, he scratched, he scratched your, your eye. eye. And now you can't see out of that eye. Also, how did she get Goose back? Because at the end, he has the Tesseract in him and he spits it out on, on Fury's desk. So I want to know, where where did Goose get back with Captain Marvel? Listen, this is potential. Whoever from Marvel is listening to this podcast, this is potential for a good series. Just Goose, like the life of Goose. <laughs> Goose. I mean, seriously. The, the secret life of pets, but secret life of goose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could do there it like, is so like, much potential there. You could do it just like you do uh, the group series. Yes, exactly. You could just do minis mm-hmm. and just shorts and, mm-hmm. and just have different, like, he shows up at Avengers Tower and yeah. you see Tony like, Goose, get away. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. There's well, a few things there. they could they could really profit off of. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I also, th- you know, I think you're right about the whole grounding and the storytelling that they told in the first three phases and some even in phase four to a degree. But like I'd say the only difference aside from from Goose or, or you know, Captain Marvel Space Guardians of the Galaxy is Quantum Realm and the TVA. Yeah. So like other than that, they haven't really everything's, everything's been on Earth. Been Earth pretty bound. Earth bound. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing. Like I don't I don't want to say that everything has to be on earth or has to be in space. Like, like have a good blend, find, find your characters. And, and I've said this many times on this podcast of 
you know, find your street level heroes, find your earth globe trotting heroes, find your multiverse hopping heroes, find your space adventure heroes, because in the grand scheme of things, if you really were to break it down with all of what Marvel can do, you don't have to have one specific, like we can all be like, you know, we're big space people and you can follow space adventures like Star Wars or Star Trek and have that kind of like that era feel with your guardians and your Nova and your Captain Marvel and all these different characters that would do that. And then you go to your, you know, I, I love the, the street crime and I love like um, law and order kind of stuff. And you do like all of your, your She-Hulk and your Daredevil, Daredevil and your Spider-Man and, and all Echo those characters. And Hawkeye and all exactly. that stuff. Yeah. Iron Fist, all, all those guys that like are your defender level. Jessica heroes. Jones. Yeah, exactly. Cage, all that. Yeah. And then you go in and you say, all right, here's your Avengers. And some of those street level heroes might be Avengers as well, but they're primarily on street level. They're not going to be out there doing globetrotting adventures as often as they are focused on their the, the rough streets of New York. And then you go in and you say, all right, well, we've got multiversing hoppy, hopping heroes. So it's going to be like your, your magic heroes. Um, you've got Doctor Strange, America's Chavez. You've got different characters there. Wongers. Um, yeah, Wongers and Madison. Oh my gosh, that's a series that needs to happen. Madison and Wongers. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, there's so many different things you could do. And I think that the way that they handle Captain Marvel moving forward, I hope I hope this isn't the end for for that character. Like I hope that they kind of continue to build off of her. Mm. I don't think she needs to be a front runner, though, if that makes sense. Like, she's no Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman kind of character, but maybe she's a Flash or a Green Lantern where it's it's that they show up here and there. Um, mm-hmm. They might have their own movies to continue their stories, but they're not the lead moving forward. Like, Spider-Man absolutely needs to be a lead. Um, make sure that he's in, in as much as you can. He is a character that most kids know, most adults know. He is the best-selling Marvel superhero of all time, um, without a shadow of a doubt. The numbers, the numbers prove that stuff. So I don't think she needs to be there, but I think she needs to still be a a big heavy hitter. I think she could be your Hulk, like moving forward. She she could be that that character that just kind of gets thrown into a lot of different things. I think that's fair. So what did you guys think? So we'll we'll, we'll kind of just address this one too. The timing of this film. It was a shorter film. It was one hour, 45 minutes. You know, we've, we've talked about Marvel has been known to do longer movies, like two hours and over. Um, this movie was one hour and 45 minutes. Do you feel like it was too short, good, or it was too long for the story they were telling? I loved it. Thought it was perfect. I've said this before, like we, we did the, the Multiverse of Madness episode. It didn't ever stay its welcome. It just felt like... I felt like I could breathe, right? I went into the theater, watched the film, you know, all six of us that were in the theater that day. Uh, <laughs> it's true. But like, it was like, wow, man, I didn't have to get up and go to the bathroom like I did when I went and watched, I don't know, let's just say Endgame, Endgame for example, yeah. or Infinity War or, or you know, I've, I've said openly on Nerd Talk that the two hours and 30 minutes is kind of pushing it for me. Like that's that's my sweet spot. Anything beyond that, I'm like, I'm getting antsy in my chair. Um, But for the story they told with this movie, I thought it was great. Alicia, did you feel that way? I thought it it was refreshing. It was refreshing that it wasn't 
long and it didn't feel like it droned on and on and on and on. It never like, stay its welcome. My gosh, why is this movie still going on at this point? Um, but I didn't feel like they skimped on anything. So it's like you found you have that good balance. And I think that's going to be different for every movie because you're going to have like the multiverse of madness where it needed to be the length that it is. This was a perfect length for the story that they needed to tell. Kind of forever. Too long. End game. Good. Like it, it, it's all about the story that they have to tell and the characters that they have. Um, but I think that they it, it was, again, refreshing to not be to not feel like you were sitting in the theater forever. Well, I think there too, that there's a difference And like Jordan, you can speak into this because I've not seen these series, but like, let's use arrow for example, or the flash. Like these are multi-episode multi-season shows. And by the time you get to seasons, you know, six, seven or eight or nine, whatever, 10, however many the flash had, like it almost seems like it ever says it's welcome. And they're just, putting episodes out to put episodes and not tell stories just because they feel like they can make more money and there's still more to tell, even though there's not, if that makes sense with this, I felt like, wow, you got three people. Well, four, if you count fury, five, if you count goose, like it was a good buddy movie, but like it didn't seem like it drug or dragged at any point for me. And there was just this refreshing moment. Like Alicia said that like, we haven't had in a while, right? We like Guardians three was what was that two hours and thirty something minutes? I don't yeah. remember the exact time, but like it didn't feel like it ever stayed its welcome. But but again, that was a bigger story that needed to be told. With this, for example, we haven't got much Captain Marvel since Endgame, right? And the only other time we've seen Monica is in One Division, and the only time we've seen. Miss Marvel is in her series, Miss Marvel. And so yeah. these characters have barely been introduced, which is a good thing. So you don't have to tell a lot of, you know, you don't have to give it a lot of validity and a lot of meat, if that makes sense. Yep. I don't, I don't know if you agree with any of that, Jordan, but I, I was just thinking, I was thinking of shows because you've talked about Arrow and you've talked about The Flash and how long those, those series are because they're, those are episodic weekly TV shows. But like, Flash they, was what, they did. seven seasons? The, and, I think it was seasons. like eight or nine. And then the Flash was nine or ten? Yeah, Arrow was eight, and then I think Air, or Flash was like nine. But they were long, and they took like, they were 45-minute episodes or hour episodes. 45-minute episodes plus, and it was like 23 episodes a season and until so the last season It's an investment. It just seemed like they were turning, spinning their wheels by the time it was all said and done. Yeah. I think for me... I feel like it was a little on the shorter side. It felt good. Really? It was like, like Alicia said, refreshing. I think that they, they cut some of the storytelling. Like, can I, can I say something about that too? Yeah, no, go ahead. The one, like if I had any beef whatsoever with, with this movie, if I had like a complaint, you know how, you know, I've openly said how much I enjoy WandaVision on this podcast. I, if you guys remember how mad Monica was when they mentioned Carol or, mm-hmm. you know, Captain America, not Captain America, I'm sorry, Captain, Captain, Marvel, Captain Marvel in the WandaVision series, I wanted them to play that story out a little bit more, right? And, and, and to explain to the viewers, why is Monica pissed off at Captain Marvel? Like what, and like really hash that out or even like show her how mad she is 
before they have that resolution. It felt like they just rushed that resolution. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but that's kind of how I felt about that. That was, that was probably fair. my one critique of the movie. For me, I think that the fact that this movie had a lot of genocide in it, and then at the end they're like, oh yeah, all the, the planets will recover. I'm like, but will they? <laughs> it's like it's like Thanos just like just destroying Xandar. Oh, it'll be better. It'll be fine. Yeah, like <laughs> like honestly, it's one of those things that I wish they would have said these are uninhabited planets, and we can fix the pop or we can fix what's wrong by using those. And I I get what what they were going for. I get the some of the things, but I'm like. You didn't close those holes. Like those those holes were starting to open up, and then you see the giant massive rift. And I was like, you're gonna have to do some big story retelling and, and some retconning to like, figure some of that. I was like, like what's its name in Ant Man? Uh, Quantumania. I have holes. How many holes do you have? <laughs> yes. Yes. When you said that, that's exactly what I thought of. And and I just I think that the Marvels. I really enjoyed it. Um, I I will say this. I just think that they missed the opportunity with telling a bigger story with just some of the the genocide part. Um, I think that the villain, she's forgettable. That was the other thing. That was kind of lackluster Uh, for me. Yeah, not a fan. Like, oh, I have, I have the other thing. Well, I need both, and that was pretty much yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah, very and, uh, very underwhelming villain. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that every villain needs to be Thanos. Loki or Thanos or yeah. or Vulture. Like we don't need massive stars to walk in every single time that we have a villain. Sure. Like I'm I'm okay having having villains that are are lackluster. I mean, you're just well, telling a story. To be fair, Jordan, you know. Look at Guardians Three. You have High Re- High Evolutionary, who was just phenomenal. Look at Look at um, Quantumania. You have Kang, you know, Kang, Kang. the Conqueror. Like oh. it, it's just, it's kind of hard. It's kind of apples to oranges to compare the two, right? It was just, it was almost unfair, right, to come off of that well, to to expect such a, yeah. And know, that's, like that's said, the other thing that we have to think about. You're not just like I get what they were trying to do with with the light entanglement. So, like, I get that you you don't need a big villain for that. Like, but when it comes down to it, like, the most memorable villains are the big name villains. You look at Spider Man. Most of his like most of his rogues are are big name villains. People know who Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman, Rhino. Like, they they know these characters mostly because a lot of them are animal based, and it's really easy to remember animal bases. But then, like, you look at Thanos. Well, Thanos and Kang are both big-level Avenger threats. Doctor Doom, when we get to Doctor Doom, that's a big threat. If I said Mole Galactus. Man, are you going to know who Mole Man is? All I can think of is a man that has moles all over his face. No, no this this guy is literally like a, like mole, a mole, like the animal, like a hmm. mole man. Hmm. Um, and he, he just runs, like, he's a Fantastic Four villain. If I were to say the Juggernaut, you're going to know who the Juggernaut is because yeah. he's been in a lot of stuff. You Galactus. have to pick your villains, Lactus. That's going to be a huge one when we get there. Um, but they're going to the one? Oh, be, Mephisto was the other one I was thinking about. Mephisto. Mephisto's a big one. 
Um, but as you as you create these villains and as you start to really build on them, you have to use the right villain for the right stories. So side, you're not going to just go Jordan. in. Go ahead. Do you think now that we're getting like this is completely unrelated to the Marvels, but do you think now that we're getting some of the TVMA and the rated R stuff with Deadpool and Echo and you know Daredevil when we get to it, that they're actually going to do something like a Mephisto? I hope not. Because for a while they were like, nope, we're not. They teased it, but they were like, we're not doing it because it's too violent, it's too satanic, or you know, devil worship. I think that's the reason. I I don't think that it's a violence thing. I think it's a satanic thing that that they're just not. Because of the crowd that they pull on, I don't think that Disney should be doing that one. But you period. can do Scarlet Witch in the Book of the Damned and the, you know, witchcraft stuff. I think that it's one thing to do witches and and all that when people don't believe that that's real, but it's another when you're going to go against the Christian community, gotcha, and the Jewish community. That's fair. I, put, I'm playing devil's advocate, but I was wondering because yeah, you're just naming all these bads, and I'm like, uh-huh. devil's ah. advocate. But back to the Marvels. <laughs> I, I just I think that with with everything I think that they had to just put a villain in there, and because you already killed Ronan, like you still needed a Cree villain. Mm-hmm. I wish that it wasn't a Cree villain though. I think that it would have been really cool to see the Cree and the Scroll still at war, and to see Super Scrolls come back into play. Mm-hmm. Like from from a, a Secret Invasion, I wish that that had lent more of itself into this series or into this movie. I'm like, if you would have directly connected and and brought some of those characters over, if you would have brought, um, what's her name, uh, Emily Clark, is that the the girl from from Game of Thrones? I don't know. We, did, we didn't watch Game okay. of Thrones. She she was in Game of Thrones um, as Khaleesi, but anyways, she uh, she was. The 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 girl who is Talos' daughter. Gotcha. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. So anyways, yes. like she becomes a super scroll at the end of an end of it all. Secret and Wars. I'm like, how cool would it have been if in Secret Invasion she would have Secret been Invasion. There. Wow. I said Secret Wars. Secret That's Invasion. There's a lot of secrets. Yes. Like like uh Rhodey, for example. Yes. Yes. And it's like, you know, you could have you could have done so much more. And I love the speaking of Rhodey, cameos. Oh my gosh, let's side tangent into that one for a second. What did you guys think about the outside characters coming in for like their two seconds to five minutes being in the film? With Let's start with Valkyrie. Did you guys like that Valkyrie was in there? It was unexpected for me, but I think that it was a nice, here's Valkyrie. She's going to help real quick and then she's going to, she's going to peace out. She's going to tell her that it's okay to have people around you that you don't have to do everything on your own. Yeah, and, then she's gonna, up. and then she's going to go and, and do her little saving. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was like, yeah, for me, it was like, how many movies ago was that? Three movies, four movies with uh, Thor, love and thunder, you know, just, uh, it's, it's not been, there's been three in between. Jordan, you and I did an episode on like Marvel, like reboot and stuff like that. It dropped a couple of weeks ago, but we talked about just like predictions and like, but you had said something in that episode about how we haven't seen Shang-Chi, for example, since his movie, right? We just saw Valkyrie in Love and Thunder. So for me, I'm like, eh, it's Valkyrie. Great. She's helping. Great. Nothing more, nothing less. I wasn't, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, like when I saw Professor X and, 
you know, multiverse of madness that, you know, the hype wasn't there the same way. Correct. Okay. I was, for me, I was really excited to see that the Bifrost is kind of back in play. Mm -hmm. Um, and to see that, Hey, like maybe Asgard is not going to be defender of people, but saving people like that. They're going to bring them to earth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, secret invasion had they waited I honest to God this thought you would have been to say Asgard's not a place. It's a people. <laughs> it's, or, or the other way around. It, it's a people. It's not a place <laughs> or a place. Yeah. That's, I think, I think it would have been really cool if this would have been a feeding point for secret invasion, that that's why the scrolls are like secretly invading earth is because like they needed a place to stay and all their places keep getting blown apart. Well, yeah. I was also hoping too, like, you know, all the way back, looking back from like, spider-man far from home for example when you see nick fury on a scroll ship like i really wanted that story to be told more uh efficiently going forward like who's a scroll who's not is this a scroll invasion is this like you know can they sh like the way they set that up in far from home was like they could be anywhere and at any time doing anything and so like other than like just a few cameos here and there up until we get to secret invasion we have no idea and nobody's telling that story so i think it's a well it's a myth and e for me. Even even on the ship in this movie, when he's on the ship, the the sword uh, space station, like he doesn't. They don't show you a bunch of scrolls walking around. So like they're all humanoid, and I'm like like looking like just normal humans on Earth. I'm like, oh come on, like where are all the scrolls? That would have been a really cool moment that humans and scrolls are working together on this. Like that would have been really really cool. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was a mess. Unfortunate. Because unfortunate like, mess. like they don't have anything to hide from because they're in space. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you can be in your true form. Totally fine. The other cameo that I wanted to talk about was Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop being at the end. Um, what did you guys think about Kate Bishop having that, like, that original Nick Fury Iron Man moment between Kamala Khan and Kate Bishop? I, you've talked about this before, Jordan. I love to see Kate Bishop again. I thought she was great in Hawkeye. But like, I want to answer your question with the question. Do you think that there was just too many women? There was like no men at all. Like, except for Nick Fury. Like, they didn't do anything. Uh, you know, like the, the whole idea of them setting up Young Avengers. Like, do you think that they could have done, you know, somebody else besides Valkyrie and besides Kate Bishop. Like what if like, you know, uh, Kamala's like walking, you know, in downtown, you know, you know, Brooklyn or New York or wherever it is. And she, you know, you just see her walk up to, to Peter Parker and it's literally just him from behind say, Hey, I need your help. It's not really like, well, like it, it's just for me, it, you talk a lot about the whole women, whatever it is. And Alicia can, speak into this too but like the women empowerment inclusion and all that stuff which is like i i get the point and i and i celebrate women because my wife's a very successful woman like i'm not going to downplay that at all but like Did it you just get felt, a lot of brownie points for that alicia no it, it just it just feels like you said it when when or, we were after i don't <laughs> it makes her it makes her want to barf um the whole i honestly just don't care like um, <laughs> But like the whole, 
But does that make sense? Like, it just feels like they 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 missed the opportunity to like include guys. It just felt like it was just an all women movie. Well, let me say this much. I think that it was not shoved down anybody's throats and it felt very natural. I agree with that. Oh, I, I will too. Person. But I'm just saying like, yes, yeah, I love no, Kate I Bishop. There was, a, but like, there was a missed opportunity. What if they had, you know, what's their name? The twins, Wanda's twins. Or what if they had... Uh, well, okay. So so let's let's break this down really quick. Out of all the young Avengers who could potentially be there, let's say 20 and... Un, or 20s and younger. So So 29 and down... How many men could you pull from? You have Sakar, who or Scar is uh, Hulk's son. You have Billy who we and Tommy, and who we re- don't really know yet. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, I think he'll end up being more villain than he'll be hero. Mm. Um, you have the twins, but they technically didn't exist, and so on this Earth, mm-hmm. you're not going to really see them. Um, Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Who'd you say? I just said Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you have, I I would argue, an Iron Lad if you decide to go that route with the boy from Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's not a whole lot. There's not really a lot of young male heroes at this moment I that Shang-Chi. you can pull from. Oh, he's older I than I I would say I probably at least 30s. Okay. I didn't know. I no yeah, idea. I would say early 30s. Yeah. But but even even in that, like he's going to be an Avenger. He's not going to be a young Avenger. And so with with the young Avengers, like your female heroes, you've got Yelena, you've got Kate, uh, Bishop. Kate Bishop, you have Miss Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel. I mean, who else is in there? Uh, I saw a, a picture. I mean, you could probably do a young Loki. I saw someone say, "Hey, do like that young Loki from Loki season one." But I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys understand, he's at the end of time. Right. Like you don't just show up because nobody knows about him. Like you're, you're going to have to figure out all these different things. And at the end of no way home, no one remembers Peter Parker at all. So now you have to go in and say, all right, you know, it'd be great for, for Miss Marvel and Peter Parker to be together and have that moment. But nobody knows who this kid is. Like not even MJ and Ned know who he is. So like, if you're going to bring in Spider-Man, the way you do that is oh, you have... Oh, um, Wasp was another one. Oh, Stinger. No, I'm sorry, Stinger. A stature? Stature? Whatever you want to call her. Um, I don't yeah, think they, they weren't able to Cassie. use that name or whatever for whatever reason. Yeah. So so you have Cassie. Um, so another female. But if you're going to use Spider-Man, what you do is you just have him swinging around and then like have Miss Marvel like trying to stalk him a little bit to be able to run into him and say, hey, listen, we're starting a thing called the Young Avengers, and I want you on this team. So I just Googled a list just for the fun of it, Young, Aveng- Young Avengers members, and the the top 15 or whatever it was, Clint Barton, Stature. Yeah, he'll probably be like, honestly, Clint will probably be like the, the den mother of this group. Yeah, Stature, Wiccan, which I think is... Billy. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriot. Oh, Kate yeah. The- Kate Bishop. You could you could have done that. You could have brought Patriot in from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Kate Bishop, America Chavez, Hulkling, Vision. Which we haven't met yet. Vision, Iron Lad, Marvel Boy, Kid Loki, Speed, and Prodigy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of characters that you could pull in, but but to what Alicia said a few moments ago, like there's you've not introduced those those, those characters at all. 
and it doesn't mean as much when you do those toward the end, even in the end credits, like, well, it was like, don't know a lot about the universe and from the comic world and you've not been introduced to them yet. You're like, what is, who is this? I don't, I don't understand. Well, like Thor Love and Thunder, right? Who the heck? Hercules, right? There's a Hercules in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or even in Eternals at the end of the, the Eternals movie. Like, um, the, the Knights, the, what are they called? Black Knight. Black Knight. Like, Nobody knows if you're not unless you're like a hardcore comic fan, you're not going to know yeah, these characters. You're not going to know and, that. And you're you have in two years time, you've pushed out eight to ten films and, and all these sideshows and you've not brought any of those characters back, which is which is hard. Yes. Agreed. So, but overall, this movie, did you guys like the storyline? Did you guys like the, the, the timing and everything, the pacing? Did you guys feel like it was good? I did. I think that, like, I think, Jordan, when you and I talked on the phone after we, we both, you know, all three of us had seen it, um, one of the things that you and I discussed was how well Brie Larson did in this film. And I think the reason that Brie Larson did so well was because she had other people to play off of, and it wasn't just her. And yes. um, I very much enjoyed the dynamic between the three of them, right? Like, Monica and... Carol and Carol and Monica and and Monica and Miss Marvel and Miss Marvel and Monica and, you know, all three of them, you know, whichever way you slice it. Right. But like, um, and you add Nick Fury in there with like the, just the, you know, just the little sprinkling in that you did with him, uh, throughout the film. But like, yeah, I think that, you know, she did really well playing off of other characters. Um, I think, I think you said this, you know, we've been doing nerd talk for like three years, but like uh, we've talked about how an end game, you know, it just kind of felt force coming out of Captain Marvel, the first film, like she was just thrown into the Avengers. She wasn't well, in Infinity her film War. Was, we hadn't even sat on that film for a long time. It was the same year that they dropped. Right. So like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, she wasn't in Infinity War, but she was an end game. It was like, you know, she came in like a hot shot and it was like, well, this is kind of stupid. So, um, you know, and then like, she's in the beginning of the film and then she, she vanishes and then she comes back and she destroys Thanos ship. And that's pretty much it. And she says, Hey, Peter Parker. And that's pretty much all you get from her. And then, uh, so yeah, I wasn't a big fan of how they did that. And so, uh, to your point earlier about like Superman and Wonder Woman, et cetera, like, in the comics, Captain Marvel was the equivalent of what Superman is in the DC. Am I wrong? Uh, pretty close, yeah. So, like the powers, just her abilities, like power all levels. Like, yeah, she's. They didn't. Like, they've not told us that about Captain Marvel, at least in this version of the MCU. They've not given us a lot of context of to who she is, power wise, and other than you know crashing through Thanos' ship. Alicia, how do you feel about all that? Yeah, I mean overall feelings of the movie i i liked it it was again going into movies without expectations tends to work out better at least for me (laughs) um i just it's just easier for me um i don't know helps me not to get let down i guess um so i mean overall i enjoy the movie um obviously enjoyed the flurkin um i liked the the dynamic between the three main characters, seeing them trying to understand their connection. Um, 
I like I seeing say, the fury. I, I love her, I love Kamala Khan's family. Like I oh, love yes. bringing. I they love how great. they they're just they're just funny. Um, I think I told Jordan people. at least before you got home that day when I was talking to Jordan. I think I told Jordan that it was like it reminded me a lot of the family dynamic in Blue Beetle. Like yeah. her her family, Miss Marvel's family, is a lot like Blue Beetle. There's a lot of family closeness. Uh, yeah, you with, can tell oh, they're they're you can you can just see and feel the love for this, like, the entire family. What I think they've really capitalized on is that the American white family is not the well put together of what it used to be. Right. And when you when you put together the Hispanic family from Jaime Reyes and you put the Pakistani family of the Khans, like it shows you what it's really about. Like, and I say too that like I actually enjoyed this film because I didn't cry in it for once. <laughs> like the last three or four movies, I've just cried in every one. Like Guardians was an emotional mess. Uh, um, we watched The Flash. I cried in that one. Um, just like you talked about Jordan and Phase Forward, there just being so much loss and heartbreak. Like it was nice to watch this film and not feel like I'm going to cry by the end of the movie and need a box of tissues. Yeah. Ended on a high note, you know? Absolutely. We've got to talk about the X-Men sighting. Alicia's just, I, I know she's waiting. Guys, I, for, I had more exposure to X-Men before we started seeing all of the Marvel rollout. So like I was in the theater seeing the original X-Men, um, X2, The Last Stand. Like I can vividly remember going to the movie theater on base and watching them with friends. So like, the fact that we're now starting to bring them in and Kelsey Grammer for crying out loud. Like I know, right. I love Kelsey Grammer. And as soon as I heard his voice, I, I feel like I, I knew it was coming. Cause I think that we heard a spoiler or something, but as soon as I heard his voice before I even saw beast, I was just like, it just made me so much more excited. Um, again, I just, and seeing the tease too, like, cause we kind of heard the X-Men theme when we um, were first introduced to Kamala Khan in the series. series. Yeah. And now we're seeing that same connection. I don't know. I've always just had a fondness for X-Men. I well, we get Professor the, X in Multiverse. Yeah. In that, that same universe, we'll get a Professor X. I loved, loved the animation they did for him. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they've, they've really leaned on actual prosthetic stuff for when he did it back in The Last Stand, when he came back for Days of Future Past, when they had Nicholas Holt uh as as beast they they very much leaned on like painting the the body blue and 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 doing the hair and all that like where it's more human and i was like to have him actually like a beast very mm-hmm. bear like very like grizzly um kind of a big cat person kind of like he had like certain elements that kind of kind of came in from a few different angles and i was like this is so awesome to see beast not just as a like Kelsey Grammer with a buff body double and it's, it's his voice and his face or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is like digital creation. You're it's like the Hulk. Like I want to see yeah. beast and the Hulk together and not like smart Hulk. I want to see like roided Hulk from like uh Ragnarok. Like I want to see that kind of like just those two kind of, and I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the thing when they do fantastic four. Cause I'm like, yeah. just the way that they're, they're imagining these characters because we used to just be very dependent on um, 
on just how we do their prosthetic or the prosthetic uh, pieces to, to make them look bigger or change their appearances and all that. And I'm like, these are characters that you can't really do that. I mean, you can, but not as well. And I'm like, oh, this is, and, and this is what CGI is for. Like when you, when yeah. you can't do that, like don't, don't go blow your CGI budget on some massive explosion and building all this stuff, like build a character. Spend your time mm-hmm. on that character. Well, I was going to say it probably took them longer to to do the makeup and all that stuff than it did to actually film that scene because it was what like fifteen seconds. <laughs> if yeah, that. it was it wasn't long. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that. So when we were getting ready to leave the theater, I know we're probably getting ready to wrap up. We we're getting ready to leave the theater. Um, Micah was like, Jordan said, "There's not an end credit at the end." And I was like, I feel like I need to stay. It's not out of lack of trust. It's out of habit. It's out of habit. habit. And I feel like if I miss something, I'm going to be really angry. And so we, we were like kind of on our way out of the theater, but we kind of hung around and we didn't see anything, but we heard something. What did you hear? Flurkin. Oh, there was a bunch of meowing. There was just a bunch of meowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was nothing's on the screen. It just was like the the Marvel logo at the uh-huh. end, and you just hear the Flurkins meowing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. we waited for that. And for me, I was like, mm, worth wait. But you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was I, I think that this was a good film. I think that it's gonna lend itself into something bigger. And that's the other thing that we have to remember. Oh. There's whether you like this film or you don't give it five, 10 years of building and it may be an age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say that every film is going to be that way. Some films are just stupid. Love and thunder. Um, (laughs) But but there's not (laughs) Eternals. So, so when eh, give that one a little time, let it, let it cook a little. Uh, Um, We've been letting it cook for two years. (laughs) Hey, I said five to 10. Um, (laughs) It's in the crock pot. Like, Age of Ultron, remembering that we may not have liked it in the moment, but there's they left a lot of interpretation for future films to build off of. And they 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 left a lot of room for us to grow. So let it cook a little bit if you didn't like it, fans. Definitely, definitely go check that out and and take your time. Let it cook talking, if you didn't like he's it. He's talking to me, people. He's talking to me. <laughs> and give the Eternals a second shot, okay? so no uh before we wrap up let's go ahead and do what we typically do with just a one to ten ten being great one being not great at all wouldn't go see it wouldn't recommend it so (laughs) alicia what would you rate it i'm gonna go eight eight out of ten because i don't like it wasn't the best. It absolutely wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst. What's funny is it was last night or the night before we were scrolling. I think Micah was scrolling through Facebook and there was an image that came up that says the Marvels was the worst movie ever for Mar in the Marvel cinematic universe. And I was yeah, like, I called Jordan. Um, I was like, Jordan, don't even no. think about it, but what's the worst movie ever? And you were like Hulk or <laughs> what was the other one you said? Love and Thunder. Um, yeah. Thunder. It's like, mm, no, it's not the, it's absolutely not the worst. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go eight. Okay. Micah? Uh, seven point seven five. 
<laughs> and we round up here, so in eight. <laughs> I was going to say eight, but I didn't want to be exactly, you know. Well, here, you know, I think I didn't what's love cool it. about this. Like, it wasn't like knock it out of the park for me, but I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. But I, I don't want to give cool, it a seven either. <laughs> I think what's cool here is that it clearly stands out enough may not be the best film and I would argue it's not the best film so far in phase five, but it was still phase five has been good to us so far because when, when Alicia, when you said eight, I was like, crap, she stole my number. <laughs> and then Mike is like, uh, I didn't want to go eight. And I was like, no, I like, sound like, just like that. <laughs> but, but, but with hey guys, that, I'm I really think, excited. <laughs> well, we know who you were for that one. <laughs> Just so excited about it. I'm excited about uh, everything. I'm Jordan. I try to be. So I think I think that I would give it an eight. Absolutely. It, it's not, it was no Spider-Man, literally any of them. Um, it wasn't like a Captain America film, but it was still really good. Like it, it, it was absolutely not a, like I don't really care for the Thor films personally, but like I would say, hey, it's 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 better than those for me, but it's not like, it's no 10. It's not going to be like a Spider-Man homecoming or far from home or Captain America, the winter soldier definitely no Captain America, winter soldier. Uh, but you know, it was, it was still really good. I enjoyed it. I can't so, wait for the day when there's actually a film that's better than the winter soldier for you. Cause like, I don't think that day, that day will ever come to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll meet Jesus and he'll have to show me something better. <laughs> So still my, with, my with that, with that. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we will catch you nerd talk nation next time here on nerd talk. Nerd talk.